This podcast is sponsored by Project Dragonfly, a master's degree program offered by Miami University dedicated to ecological and social change. Project Dragonfly offers a part-time Master's of Arts in Biology degree focused on conservation or a Master's of Arts in Teaching for teachers. The program is designed for working professionals and can be completed from anywhere in the United States. Learn more at projectdragonfly.miamioh.edu. All right, everyone, I've got a handful of headlines for today's Pelicanus news. I've categorized them into drawdown, wildlife, and indigenous rights. These stories are truly incredible and also reminders to me that conservation can actually work. Okay, first category of drawdown, really interesting story coming from um, the U.S. Department of Energy's website. The Department of Energy National Laboratory makes history by achieving fusion ignition. U.S. Department of Energy, DOE, and DOE's National Nuclear Security Administration, NNSA, announced the achievement of fusion ignition at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, a major scientific breakthrough decades in the making that will pave the way for advancements in national defense and the future of clean power. On December 5th, a team at the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, their National Ignition Facility, NIF, conducted the first controlled fusion experiment in history to reach this milestone, also known as scientific energy breakeven, meaning it produced more energy from fusion than the laser energy used to drive it. This historic, first-of-its-kind achievement will provide unprecedented capability to support NNSA's stockpile stewardship program and will provide invaluable insights into the prospects of clean fusion energy, which would be a game-changer for efforts to achieve President Biden's goal of a net-zero carbon economy. This is a landmark achievement for the researchers and staff at the National Ignition Facility who have dedicated their careers to seeing fusion ignition become a reality, and this milestone will undoubtedly spark even more discovery, said U.S. Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm. The Biden-Harris administration is committing to supporting our world-class scientists, whose work will help us solve humanity's most complex and pressing problems like providing clean power to combat climate change and maintaining a nuclear deterrent without nuclear testing. Next category, or sorry, next uh, article in this category, world will gain enough renewable energy in five years to power China. (laughs) This one's coming from CNN.com. Global renewable power capacity is set to grow as much in the next five years as it has over the past two decades as soaring energy prices and the climate crisis force governments to ditch fossil fuels. The International Energy Agency, IEA, forecasts a sharp acceleration in installations of renewable power. It now expects green energy to overtake coal to become the largest global source of electricity by early 2025. Global renewable power capacity is now expected to grow by 2,400 gigawatts between 2022 and 2027, an amount equal to the entire power generating capacity of China today, according to the report. The increase is 30% higher than the Paris-based agency's forecast of just a year ago. I love to see that. 
Second category of wildlife. There's a couple really great pieces here. The first one is out of InsideClimateNews.org. A town in Washington recognizes the rights of southern resident orcas. Gig Harbor, Washington became the second city in the Pacific Northwest region to proclaim that southern resident orca whales have legal rights. Earlier, Port Townsend, Washington made the same proclamation, marking the first time a U.S. city council has made such a recognition. The rights of the southern resident orcas include, but are not limited to, the right to life, autonomy, culture, free and safe passage, adequate food supply from naturally occurring sources, and freedom from conditions causing physical, emotional, or mental harm, including a habitat degraded by noise, pollution, and contamination. Both towns' non-binding proclamations say... Issuance of the document represents the latest development in what is called the Rights of Nature movement, which recognizes the nature and all of its constituent parts, including wild animals, mountains, forests, and rivers, possess inherent legal rights similar to humans. The resolutions, which were supported by the town's city councils and mayors, also recognize that existing legal protections for the whales have proved inadequate. <laughs> I love that. Orcas get rights. Sticking with marine and marine mammals, this one's coming out of the IUCN.org. 36 new important marine mammal areas have been approved. Approved as part of a growing portfolio of global ocean areas awaiting conservation measures, 36 new important marine mammal areas, IMMAs, have been identified and are presented on the IMMAE Atlas for the Southeast Tropical and Temperate Pacific Ocean from northern Mexico to the southern tip of Chile. This is the final result from an intensive week-long workshop last June with the region's scientists gathering data on candidate areas and submitting them for peer review. Living in or passing through this region, possibly the richest for marine mammals in the world, are nearly half of the world's 132 marine mammal species, whales, dolphins, porpoises, seals, sea lions, and sea otters. More than 30 of them are now included in the IMMAs. All right, last category and last story. Trudeau announces $800 million Canadian for indigenous-led conservation initiatives. This is coming out of cbc.ca. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has announced $800 million Canadian in funding over seven years for large indigenous-led conservation projects covering almost a million square kilometers of land. Communities have been clear. Safeguarding lands and waters will help build a strong future for generations to come, Trudeau said. As a government, our role is to listen and support that vision. The Prime Minister made the announcement in Montreal, which is hosting the 15th Conference of the Parties to the Convention on Biological Diversity, also known as COP15. The four projects in Ontario, Nunavut, and the Northwest Territories in British Columbia that will be funded started next year are meant to conserve land and protect coastal and inland waterways. Trudeau said the initiative will help Canada reach its target of conserving 25% of Canada's land and waters by 2025 rising to 30% by 2030. I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to your month, and I look forward to sharing more in the future.